just more. <laughs> in every way that it is. <laughs> um, imagine that you have your favorite food. Now imagine that a cook caters to your palate specifically and to everybody else's in the state. Yeah. And puts that equal time and care into it. And imagine that you can get like foods from all around the world, not just the specific area that the, the restaurant is named after. Yeah. But also like Italian. Like pizza. Like pizza at a Chinese place. Or chicken fingers or fish chicken sticks. Chicken fingers and garlic bread and fish sticks. So let me just, let me just say this right now, right here. Okay. <laughs> Chinese food restaurants, numero uno, second best pizza buffet if... The pizza also has, if the buffet also has things that aren't pizza. Right. Like if it also has like spaghetti in like really like nasty, lukewarm water. Both of us used to work directly next door to a pizza buffet. So yeah. it was a very dangerous time in both of our lives. Yeah. We, <laughs> we health, were playing a dangerous at game a whole there, time low. <laughs> teetering on the edge right away. All right. Well, we should probably get started. Bob, are you going to join us for the intro? I will join you for the intro. Sure. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. We are here to talk about media, music, and the mission of Jesus. And music. And the mission of Jesus. And media. And the mission of Jesus. And the mission of Jesus. And the mission of Jesus. And lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> we were weird there yeah all right so right before we do anything else before we even play music or anything i just want to thank the heck out of you two for doing such a great job on this podcast oh well want to thank the heck out of you as well bob do you have anybody you want to thank really quick before we start i thank my wife for letting me do this <laughs> <laughs> wow yes and we let him on he didn't thank us <laughs> all right cool okay Who's ready to worship? I am. And do you want me to beatbox on this, Zach? Just throwing it out there. Only if you can beatbox really good, like the best beatboxer in the world. Um, If you don't feel like you have that level of funk, then okay. you can't be a globetrotter. All right, I guess I won't do it. All right, let's go. Thy help I come, and I hope. 
Fun times, fun. All right, so Zach, you, Zach, you, thank you very much, Zach, for doing that song. Zach, you very much. <laughs> Zach, um, you too. <laughs> uh, no, that is your, your. Mm, there's no way to say my name and welcome in the same word, so I guess it, it was a filled experiment. Your calling, but Zach, you was a terrific success. So I think I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes, right. if, if I can be, um, if my name can be synonymous with thankfulness, um, that'd be good. That'd be cool. And then if I'd my name, that. if my name can be like a passive aggressive, like, you, oh, you're welcome. You know, then that's oh, good. you're Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, Colin. <laughs> All right, so stop bobbing over there. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, so now that we have gotten all that weird stuff out of the way, Zach, will you please ask Bob to ask me to pray, please? <laughs> Who seriously wants to pray? No, no, no. Ask Bob to ask me to pray. So just watch what happens. Okay, Bob, will you ask Colin to pray, I guess? Colin, will you pray for us? Oh, I couldn't possibly, Bob, after you. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> Bob likes to pray. Of course, we all should like to pray. It's been a while since we've had Bob pray, so Bob should pray. Let's do it. Sure. Daddy, we thank you so much for this chance to gather together as uh, as brothers in Christ and uh, and and as a ministry seeking out your kingdom and determining how we handle uh, the tough situations that come across our lives. Um, As we explore these topics today, help us to uh, help us to see your will and your desires uh, for uh, for how we should handle these situations. We thank you for how you continue to. Move us closer to you every single day. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for the prayer, Bob. But unfortunately, I can't accept. You see, I have decided to just quit Christianity forever. And so that prayer, that that nice prayer you just had for me goes on deaf ears because I'm done. And uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Do you have any questions for me? 
<laughs> yeah, um, it almost feels kind of weird to joke about. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but that's our that's but, that's our springboard. Uh, as bad as that is, because uh, yeah. today we are talking. So, how would about, you guys describe the state of Christianity? recently oh wow just yeah in general just oh yeah, <laughs> not <think>? um <laughs> not great <laughs> yeah <laughs> d- d- dare i say sh- that's shallow a, that's a tough question i was yeah i was thinking about that as we were kind of forming the notes for this episode just like where are we at and um if you look at media and uh which is one of the three things that we talk about yeah um it it does kind of make me wonder, um, like, is it such that we are causing people to walk away or fall away or are people choosing the world over Christ? Um, what is happening there? So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And just the both the impact of it, but also like the why and, and maybe the um, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> I guess because yeah. it's it's clear that. Some people would say it's not a trend, but I think I'm starting to see a trend. Yeah, I I haven't seen uh, statistics or anything, but definitely with uh, two big key people in Christianity who are considered influencers, um, kind of at least struggling with the faith, if not outright leaving it behind and kind of denouncing it in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah, yeah, we, we see that and it can make you feel, even if it's a actually a small number it can make you feel like there's like an exodus happening but not yeah. the good kind yeah <laughs> yeah it's um it's weird because you start to like okay even people who let's say that it's somebody who is like an influencer who becomes sort of uh let's say less reputable maybe okay. and in a lot of ways it's the same because let's say you're a follower of that person. You've read their books. You might've gone to their church, you might've listened to their sermon series yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Suddenly they're like, Oh, nope. It was all, I wasn't, this was really not what I was yeah. meant to do. Yeah. And then you start thinking like, huh, I, am I, am I somehow tainted or am I somehow, was I not like really being taught or yeah. like, uh, so first, first, like the, what's the, impact it has on the people, I guess is my, my first big like thing I want to talk about. There's definitely some fallout, um, maybe even offense taken at, um, people making these decisions for sure. I I, I guess for me, it's, I always wonder about the, the questions behind the decisions or the, 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 the things that were going on behind the scenes that may have eventually led to this, or maybe things that weren't happening beside behind the scenes that led to this. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, there's a lot of varying reasons and I'm, we're going to really dive into those eventually, but Zach first, do you want to kind of give us a groundwork for these two guys? Like who are we talking about? Okay. So the two people that you're probably thinking about, if you, uh, kind of read into what happens in Christianity and influencers. Oh, you mean the daily Christian bugle, the daily Christian bugle. Yeah. I get it. I demand <laughs> pictures of John Mark McMillan <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait wait is that the guy from the toby mcguire spider-man yeah suck <laughs> get back in here i didn't say you were fired jk simmons i love that guy yeah um yeah so you know we're demanding pictures of joshua harris um that's who we're talking about uh and marty sampson is the other one so joshua harris was an author he wrote a couple books on relationships and one was called I kissed dating goodbye. 
we kind of talked about this just a little bit on another episode where you talked about, oh, kind of the um, replacing dating with the idea of courtship. That was kind of what he was all about. So yeah. his advice was never date just for the sake of dating. Um, always be looking for your spouse, right. um, which in some ways I think is wise. Um, but another way is like if you're if you don't have proper expectations or maturity, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's probably not going to work out just like regular dating probably wouldn't either. Um, so <laughs> be coming with expectations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unhealthy expectations, you know, um, that kind of thing. I, I have Spiritual a maturity. <clears throat> I have a friend who uh, had a talk with me about that recently. And um, mm-hmm. I won't say who, but it was just, I, I remember thinking to myself, like you're coming into this thinking that, uh, girls feel the same way about dating as you do. <laughs> but a lot of times yeah. that's not, that's not the formula. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, but no. in, in his case anyway, he had already kind of, he almost announced his own book. There's a statement on his website that you can look at. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I caused harm to people by what I said. And in some ways I think, I think he might be right because like you can't just have this expectation that everything is just going to go right or your way just because you on paper are doing everything that kind of seems right. Well, he also points out in which, which I think is actually somewhat of a fair uh, criticism, honestly, that, that when he wrote that particular book that he had never been in a dating relationship prior to that. And so it's, it's, yeah, he was like 20 years old or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 When he was just 20. And so he didn't really, so it, it's not like he even really kissed it goodbye because he never said hello to it to begin with. <laughs> oh, oh. No, 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 Bob, don't, don't, no, don't, don't get me wrong, burn, I, but it's real. <laughs> yes. Once again, I'm, I'm not trying to be cruel or mean. It's just, it, I mean, that is an honest fact and it, and a criticism he brings up against his own book. Yeah. And yeah. so in that sense, I mean, I can understand that perspective. Maybe it wasn't the best dating advice book in the world (laughs) but what we're i mean i mean whether whether that is a thing or not yeah and i've read a book one time that i found to be and i don't want to i don't want to whoever wrote this book i don't want to be mean to them or anything but i read a book once called uh why bad things happen to good people and it was written by a jewish rabbi and at the end of the book it basically kind of suggests that either god is not powerful enough to stop bad things from happening or he's not like good enough to stop from yeah. happening. And I remember being like, "Yikes!" <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure if that's correct. I think you're missing a there few might puzzle be a third pieces. Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, books. So Joshua Harris, <laughs> you know, he he believes that he has done some harm, and maybe on some accounts he has. Um, but he, I think, equates that now with all of Christianity and his Christian okay. beliefs are now harmful to people. So he has really kind of renounced like his own faith. Yeah. And he said so on, on Instagram, apparently. Well, yeah. see, that is, if you write it on Instagram or Twitter, it's far more important than if you make like a statement. Well, you know, you, well, you, you say that, but <laughs> it is, no, I'm is. saying I, I'm, yeah, that, yeah. It's, I'm it's, it's, very, it's very, very public. I'm not being uh, yeah. facetious. I'm, I'm literally cool. saying that that yeah. is like where news is now. <laughs> Yeah. So if somebody says it on Twitter or Instagram, well, you get, they're like, whoa. You get really instant access to people who you respect and admire, right. and yeah. you can see what they say instantly. There you go. Yeah. And so, okay, so that's him, and we'll we'll yeah. kind of we'll kind of dive yeah. into that more. The but other who one is, Marty, is Samson? Marty Sampson, and he is a worship leader and part of the Hillsong United group. Um, and he's right. 
yeah, he's really been struggling with his faith and um, he's made some statements saying that like his entire faith this whole time has been um, based on emotion, very shallow. So I think he, um, the article that I read tends to make me believe that he hasn't completely renounced Christianity, but it sounds like he's on the outs with it and maybe moving away from it, but it's a big struggle for him. Um, somebody we should definitely lift up in prayer. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so, so Marty Sampson posted on Instagram time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. Right. Yeah. That was the first post that he said. And then he deleted it. He deleted it and is kind of backed up from it. Some, yeah, I, I, I fear for people who, I mean, it seems like he might've been crying out for help, which is something Mm -hmm. I want to get into. Well, one of the things that really kind of concerns me about this situation specifically is the idea that it's, he, he, it's, it, it falls into what is classically known as a faith versus religion dilemma. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's a dilemma that, that it's not just on the outside of Christianity, but many people within the Christianity also hold. hold yeah. And, yeah. And, and that, that I personally find troubling. And that, I get that this isn't the right uh, particular conversation for that in general, but it directly relates to his conversation, to, to his decisions. And, and I, and I think that's one of the things that really troubles me. And the, maybe, maybe it's the way the church is addressing those issues specifically. Okay, so yeah, let's 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 get into that then since since we've kind of given the groundwork for these two. Yeah. Um why Bob would somebody want to leave God or maybe in their mind they think that all Christianity is is just the church. But why would somebody want to like let's say that I, I was being real mm-hmm. before and I said I don't, sure. don't want to be a Christian anymore. Um why why do you think a person would would want to step down? Like what are some of the main things you can think of? Well, some of the main ones I that comes to my mind is either they've been hurt severely by the body of Christ. Mm. Um yep. and Bad so, experience. And, and so they don't want yeah. to be part of the body of Christ as a result of that. Um another perspective would be that they do that they, they don't believe that that it is true. They have they have reasons to believe that it is no longer true. Um, and I think to a lesser degree, the term relevant often comes up, but I think that's often misused and not properly applied to the church. Okay. Um, but, uh, but I, th- I think th- th- those are the two main ones that I think comes to mind is I, I, I've, I've evaluated this in my own mind and, sh- and yeah. struggled with it enough to believe that these are not true or I've been severely hurt. Yeah. What do you think, Zach? Yeah. I think that there are a lot of reasons and it really just depends on the person, um, Yeah, I think, Bob, you're right that um, there are people out there that very much misrepresent Christ and they are a part of church and they are often influential in church and they are misrepresenting and they can sometimes harm people just by things that are done or things that are said. And it's, I think... To be in that place where you can hurt somebody and like make a huge mistake like that, I think that you're often you have something about who God is wrong, right? Yes. Yeah, because you've got to like have some kind of image in your head of who God is that you've misrepresented. I'd you've say, made some kind of error. <laughs> I'd say the three of us, and I, I don't want to speak for you two, but I, I'm fairly confident that the three of us have had very good at least at one point in our life, a very good idea of what being a, like a good, like living a good Christian life looks yeah. like. And be, and we've been very blessed and lucky to have people yeah. like that who have influenced us in a way that has allowed us to be like, str- like strong Christians. Um, 
I don't know the name of this guy, but when, when we were looking up people who have like stepped down and, and become like atheists and things, one of them was a guy from the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. And I just remember when I heard that, I was like, well, no wonder. <laughs> like, what is he walking away from, really? I mean, is he really walking away from God or is he walking away from some weird, uh, and I don't want to yeah. bash, but yeah. Um, <laughs> tr- oh, it's okay. It's Westboro. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, anybody listening, uh, uh, there are certain people out there that really do not represent Christianity. Yeah. And because of that, you're going to get these you're going to get these people in your life that are maybe going to paint the wrong kind of picture. Yeah. So yeah, for, for us, um, uh, the representation thing, I think is something we see a lot. Okay. So yeah, representation. Um, honestly, I really think that Christianity is hard and life in general is really hard. And sure. sometimes Christianity, instead of making things easier, actually can make things harder. Yeah. Think about like developing spiritual gifts like developing like fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. you know think that is a process that is um kind of rough going sometimes you know oh yeah i think it can be very uncomfortable and um i think some people are not really willing to step into that and so that's kind of what scares me is that people are um people are um pushing away the thing that that helps reform them to the image of god yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, like, yeah. So, um, you, you said, uh, being a Christian is hard. One thing we learned early on in staff is that you get a target put on you, uh, essentially, you know, the enemy wants to shut you down, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. So yes. you get, you start to feel those, yeah. uh, spiritual warfare attacks. Yeah. And I'm sure for a lot of people, it can be so stressful. It's like, why am I doing this? I'm just like stressing yeah, myself out. You just out. throw your hands up and you're like, why am I making my life so complicated stressful it complicated be. yeah yeah, yeah. Could, could it be said that maybe these individuals haven't count the cost so to speak of what uh, oh are you, you're saying that when they step in they don't know what they're getting into yeah uh, like they're more or less yeah yeah mm-hmm. that they, i think that that, that happens that, that, yeah. that and, and and i don't even mean that from a like a, a facetious way i mean maybe they thought they had counted the cost but the cost was greater than they initially thought it was and that may have Maybe in you know it the, yeah it, it the expectations weren't necessarily accurate. When have you ever gone to a church that has evangelized and uh, you know invited people to accept Jesus while also giving like a heavy responsibility part? Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, hard to do because you want to take down all the barriers. Um, and I think that honestly, like if you truly knew everything that kind of came with being a Christian, there are probably some people who would not really choose it yeah. because, or, or in this case, not even just being a Christian, but being a Christian leader where the cost well, yeah. is even greater than that. Yeah. And that's, that's another very good point because the things that can happen when you are a leader are things that actually can wear down on you. I mean, it can even like wear down on your soul, like because you're just like burdened, with the responsibility and um, I think that a lot of us get into a leadership position because of the good part that you see from the outside. You don't have to see leaders getting um, vulnerable with you and saying, here's what I'm like really struggling with. Yeah. You know, you just see the good part and you want that. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe we haven't counted the cost of, of being, being leaders either. And I think that we don't, we don't do a good job of communicating that. 
the one other one I wanted to cover, which I think Bob, you mentioned a little bit, but um, I think that sometimes in the, in this, I think might account for the the first guy, uh, 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 Joshua, Joshua Harris. Harris. Um, but um, I wrote I wrote a note down there intellectualism. But what I what I'm really talking about is like, let's say that something happens in our culture. Uh, or something happens in modern day and then suddenly you revisit a scripture and you say, I don't know if I like what I'm reading. I, I, uh, in my heart or in my conscience, this doesn't yeah. feel right to me. And then suddenly you are like, sure. Oh, my, my reasoning mind is not, is not lining up with what the Bible is saying. Yeah. And yeah. that in its own way is hard. Um, I, I've had that conversation within the last two months with an individual. And I feel in in the in the in the confines of an actual Bible study in within the church, right? And I feel like uh, what normally happens is one of two things: either a people are humbled and they go back to the scripture and they say, "I understand that God's word is truth, and I need to like find out like why this is like tougher for me." But then other people say, "No, this isn't right. I'm just going to ignore this, or I'm yeah. just going to like." I'm going to just call this whole Bible thing like Dunsky. And, uh, and I think for a lot of what I would call, uh, a reborn atheist, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, that's usually the case. They, they think that there's some kind of contradiction in the Bible. There's some kind of, there's some kind of thing, uh, a lot of people too. And, and, and this is just part of that is like the whole control aspect the idea that you do not want to submit yourself to a god who has control of your life yeah. like there are people that really do have that whole like i control my own destiny thing and so i think this i mean in the end that's like a heady thing but that is another yeah. big part of it i think it's interesting the people that are um that are more either scientific minded or analytical minded um kind of the intellectualism that you were talking about yeah. because I think that what God gives us is evidence, right? Sure. Like I if you believe if, that if you listen to, um, uh, apologists and different various people like that, they always say, God, like I have plenty of reason to believe the way I believe, but it's not the same as like a definitive proof that you can't, ever like look away from yeah, right sure so it, the example i've heard somebody use this can't remember if it was um if it was ravi zacharias or somebody else somebody like that right and, and, and a, uh, an apologist of there was an apologist of sorts and he said something like and i think multiple have said the same thing but it's like when my wife goes to work i have every reason to believe that she is being faithful to me that she is trustworthy I believe that because of all the evidence, but I don't actually see everything that's happening. So I don't, right. you know, I have every confidence. That's what faith is like. So yeah. it's not, it's not like a faith that's completely blind. Sure. Right. But it's, it's, it's based on the past yeah, experiences yeah. and the relationship that's been yeah. developed over time. I think that, f I think that it's easier for some of us to trust in that way than others. I think that there are some that are like without definitive proof, I just can't sign off. And then I think there's others who they feel like they can make that definitive faith call, but then they always kind of struggle with the question. Sure. 
Which, which yeah. I mean, I've also heard counter to that. It's, well, you can't even have definitive proof that when you wake up tomorrow and you put your feet down that they're going to land on the floor. That's true. You you have yeah. every evidence to believe that it's going to be there because it was there sure. the night before. It was there the last, you know, several hundred yeah. years, several last thousands yeah. of years. But right. you have no evidence that that's that the ground's even going to be there when you get up yeah. tomorrow morning. But, yeah. You, you, you can't prove that it will be there. I think, you can only believe it's going to be there yeah. because it has been there before. Right. I think proving anything definitively is always it, a struggle. It's funny. It's... It really, it really comes down to how you, how you classify like proving something true. Right. Like I could say, I'm going to, if I push my hand like this and knock yeah. my phone off, it'll land on the floor, which it will do. But like, what I'm saying is like, that is a hypothesis, like yeah. proof is in the pudding kind of thing. Yeah. But then we could do this whole, <laughs> yeah. we could do the whole like uh, matrix inception. I can go like, back as far as you can incept that into in, into that and then yeah. incept that into that into itself there you go yeah, there you go so anyway i bring all that up only to say that like i i'm really fascinated by people that have um such a mind for like proof and and uh analyzing things that when they believe and become christians it's like they they're still like a shadow of like doubt that they're like it's like a thing they always wrestle with but they learn to walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. Um, I'm a more analytical minded person, but there are, well, that's, that's how my dad was. Yeah. Right. He, my dad was like a engineering type person. And so like, he was always like, I just don't know for sure. It wasn't until like much later in his life that he kind of came to grips with God that doesn't show you everything right up front. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. We, uh, we talked about some of the reasons people would leave. Um, uh, before we move on, can we talk about John Cooper? Because I find yeah. his posts like super, super. Yeah, he kind of addresses some of this stuff. Yeah. So when after Joshua Harris uh, stepped away from the faith, and then Marty Sampson had his post and then deleted it um, and talked about his struggles, John Cooper, um, the lead singer of Skillet, is no a, less. Yes, a Christian, a, 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 a re- Christian-based rock band. Yes, Skillet. Um, so he, uh, he had this really long post. We're not going to read the whole thing, but, um, what are the, did you guys read that whole post? What are some things that stuck out to you guys from the John Cooper post? On, yeah. Yeah. On Facebook. One of the things that really stuck out to me was where he basically says that, um, uh, that, that it is, um, that we're taking that quite often in our faith that we are taking some very, uh, some people who are very young in their yeah. faith and thrusting them into these the spotlight position, yeah. and then we seem shocked later on down the road when that doesn't seem yeah. to work out because there's because there in other words his his point was that their foundation of their faith was quite wasn't wasn't strong enough to withhold the stress that the world yeah. was placing on it yeah in those roles I, yeah I want to come back to that but also like that really struck me. And the reason why is because one of my biggest pet peeves is the fact that pastors get put on such a huge pedestal, you know, almost like we, like we equate them with God and it's not just pastors, it's worship leaders or influencers or like cool, trendy people in Christianity. And that is not good for us because we're, we're, following those people, but it's also not good for them because of the pressure that gets put on them. Kind of like the leader thing we were talking about before, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. well, like uh, to answer your earlier question about the article, just cause you, you brought that up. It's like, 
Um, he has like thought one, two, and three, right? But they're all kind of like like lumped together in some way. Yeah. This mm-hmm. idea that like the cool leader is like the most smart, maybe like the most thought provoking, or the like yeah. the, maybe the most the uh, uh, the 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 one you need to get behind. Why um, are they the head of Christianity? It's a cool thing. It's like a. I mean, it's right. the same. It's the same with yeah. anybody. Like. Uh, yeah. I, well, we're, well, we're in a modern mentality where uh, social media uh, is important for like all the new generation, but also this like infamy thing is important. Like uh, not to throw shade at anyone to, Oh, I'm using new terminology, <laughs> uh, but uh, like Kanye West, when he like, um, uh, what is this? Like 10 years or more ago, did that whole thing where he's like, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce did this video of all time. And then yeah. like, everybody was like, Oh, he's such like an idiot. He's such a jerk. Yeah. And then he just started getting like bigger and bigger and bigger through this like infamy thing. And now people are like, Oh, he's a mogul. He's this, he's that. And I'm like, I thought, I thought before he was just a rapper. And now like, he's trying to be this like edgy thing. And people are like flocking to that. Yeah. And so I think now what you've got is like this thing where, where generations of people just like flock to something that isn't like the atypical. It has to be some kind of like new edgy, like version of whatever it is. In the business world, we would use the word disruptors. Okay. Disruptors. Sure. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, I mean, that's what, that's the creators of Google, the two guys who who did that. Um, Yeah. uh, They were disruptors and they were really young and they became super famous, super quick. Right. Mark Zuckerberg, when he created Facebook. Oh, what, 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 Did he? Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I mean, he was a disruptor. He was, what would he disrupt? He disrupted the world of MySpace and the way in which we communicate across the internet. And, um, and so, I mean, and these are young, hip individuals. Well, that's really scary to me. If you, um, Steve Jobs did the same thing with Apple and, and, uh, as did the, 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 uh, the group that behind Microsoft. Yeah. Well, that think about this. There this trend also exists in the church, right? Absolutely. But disruptors to the um, normal MO, let's say of Christianity, the status quo. Yeah. At one point, um, I feel like it was people who took like stuffy ideas of church and like kind of made them more accessible to people. Sure. Right. But now like, where has Christianity gone? Like, you're not going to be edgy if you're just playing contemporary music. Right. Or you're not going to be edgy if you just have like stage lights at your church or fog right. machines. Like, right. so like, where does it go next? Right. I mean, so, well, <laughs> well, he addresses it in here. He gets, uh, basically everything that he said is very, very close to how I feel yeah. about like, and I'm not going to name any famous people, but there are people out there that are getting much more of a pull if they go away from like traditional Christianity. Yeah, that's, and and so what? So one of the statements he makes here, and I'll just read this because uh, it, it might sound like angry, mean language, but I think he makes such a good point. He's like one of the most shocking things is that these influencers disavow their faith. They always end the statement with some like new, like they 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 say, "I'm not going to be a Christian anymore," but just remember to love each other. Yeah. And be generous because yeah. that's what's good in the world and forgive everybody. And he's like, why now that you're not a Christian? Why, why do you still want to do that? It's not yeah. like that's human nature or something. You're following Jesus's edicts, but you don't want to be, you just want to do it in a cool edgy way and a cool. And like, yeah. so it's, so then people who are not Christian are like, Oh, this is better. 
Yeah. This is the this is the version I can like. The one that isn't pushing anything else about God, just the things that I like I think are good things. I think our idea of cool and edgy should be um a love of scripture and going back <laughs> and like looking at how radical Jesus actually was <laughs> and following what he said. So maybe? like, right. Like <laughs> basically going away from the majority right now, being like a is rebel. That, is that, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, being a rebel yeah. right now is to say, I believe in everything that is in that Bible front to uh, from cover to cover. And I do not disavow any of it. Yeah. That it's is, like, that is the real like edgy rebellion. <laughs> it's like that one pastor who's, uh, there's like a Lecrae album where the intro is. I can't remember who was preaching, but he had a clip of somebody preaching and he'd like put his like rap beat over it. Okay. And the guy's like saying like everybody out there is rebelling tr- against God and trying to be um, trying to live their own way and live out the desires of the flesh. The only true rebellion left is to follow Jesus and follow the Bible. Boom. That's the only rebellion there is, <laughs> you know? And so we're not, we're not, we're not trying to yeah. like uh, bash people for leaving the church. We're just talking about like this kind of perspective that we have where it comes down to like, where's the mentality at when, yeah. when you are essentially being rewarded for stepping yeah. down. You are now getting a bigger mm. internet following because you're saying, "Oh, I've decided to break free of the chains and just be a good person with none of the uh, frame around it of Christianity." Everyone who has That's a podcast has to Google you to like figure out what you actually said, yeah. so that they don't misrepresent your words. And your googling goes way so, up. Your search API, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, your SEO. SEO. Yeah. Yep. So, it, but it, yeah. So if. So if you wrote a book 20 years ago and uh, and and people have more or less forgotten who you are as an individual <laughs> in society, all of a sudden now you're back in the limelight. Now, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that is his sole reason for doing this. However, it is definitely a side effect, whether it was intended or not, whether it, whether it was yeah. desired or yeah. not. Right. Uh, the other thing that John Cooper said that I really liked was he said, there's a misconception that, um, oh, nobody's talking about the real stuff in Christianity. Yeah. He's like, people talk about those things all the time. It's just you have to dig deeper to actually see people talking about it. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And why do people act like being real, quote unquote, covers a multitude of sins as if someone yeah. is courageous simply for sharing uh, virally every thought of, or dark place. That's not courageous. It's Calvary. So, okay, guys. Cavalier. Uh, yes. Like, Cavalier. Ca- Cavalier. Yes, I'm sorry. I know hey, that. Hey, Cavalry I, and Cavalier. Uh, wait. Because I owned a Cavalier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're both technically in the same yes, ballpark. It's, it's not courageous. It's Cavalier. So, it's uh, a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a courage. It's a, yeah. So, um. <laughs> Um, let me let me let me break down some of the stuff too, because um, in regards to Mr. Harris, let's get back up to him really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote this book, and then he realized, I guess, in his mind, that it was somehow harmful. Yeah, and then and then somehow he equated that to all Christianity being harmful. Now, Zach, how does how does somebody get there? Do you think? How does somebody get there? To the point where they think all Christianity is harmful. Yeah. I think that you can honestly get there by seeing examples of it actually being harmful. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think that you can. I think that, I think that um, one thing that is really tough about being a Christian today, and I'm not going to get too political, 
but the the climate in which America sits right now, as far as like culturally and politically, yeah, um, everything is leaning in this, uh, you know, leaning away from, you know, and 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 part of it is bad representation, but I think another part of it too is this thought that if we don't go along with the current like state of mind that America has, mm-hmm. then we are somehow yeah. evil. Yeah. And I believe that we talked a bit th- uh, about this quite a bit in the uh, old Testament thing about how like people tend to focus on just the loving aspect of Jesus. And that yeah. is, you know, and, and then I think John powers mentioned that too, that, you know, they only really want to focus on the one part of the Trinity that seems to yeah. invoke the right kind of feelings. But Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that might be a, a one of the reasons why maybe Joshua Harris thought that you know he was being harmful. If you look at the Old Testament, um, God has no druthers about uh, uh, using the kind of judgment necessary to yeah to keep his people from harm. And 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 I don't I don't want to say that God should just go and you know wipe out a bunch of sinners or anything if that is his will you know but what i'm talking about is that now in this day and age that would seem just detestable yeah yeah you know what god god sent armies against other people that's terrible and people who are saying this some of them are christians right that's what i'm saying that's what i'm trying to say i'm saying that like earnest and dedicated followers of jesus absolutely and so what we're looking at now is a a critique on the actual word itself yeah yeah and i think for a lot of people who step away from the church that is one of those things it's that you you suddenly think to yourself you know there are certain bible verses that really just are hurting everyone yeah it's like but i'm i'm uh, God did not. God did not intend uh, for for people to. You can't have love without the truth. Right? Really, yes, that's yes. very true. Yep. That's very and, true. And what you're digging into, Colin, there is this sense of emotion trumping essentially yeah, what what, yeah. what we as followers of Jesus would say is truth. That the the, the emotion, the way somebody <clears throat> feels, is yeah. the most important thing, which has become a more recent cultural phenomenon, but one that has been grasped strongly by the culture nonetheless and so again it's it's a few things there you've got you know a little bit of a misrepresentation because we're seeing christian like other christians are seeing christians as these harmful people who uh just uh, care only about um uh putting people on blast and whatever and then the other aspect of that is that they feel like god in some way the kind of god that their mind feels is the oppressive god is evil in every yeah. way shape and form and must be like removed. And I think that goes back to a um not a deep rootedness in scripture in the first place. Which yes. uh, which which points to my initial statement at the very beginning of the podcast. So what's the state of Christianity? I dare shallow. say shallow. Yeah. Bob, okay, yeah, we get it. You you totally like nailed that one, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, this, co- this, this comes from a completely separate <laughs> I conversation I- that I have uh, but often with my bride about the fact that we don't dig deep in scriptures. She's had trouble finding women in her life who really want to dig deep into scriptures. Yeah. They, they, they want to talk more about feelings and emotions and relationships. It's just like, yeah, sure, those things are important, but I want to yeah. dig deep in scriptures. Yeah. And every, it's like, so I feel like so many people want to be so surface level. Or I've got to be a guy to desire that, one or the other. And so I, I, I hurt for her because she's felt that way for quite some time. Are you saying that women's Bible studies um, that are designed specifically for women are often uh, 
based on feelings, relationship, and like being told things that make you feel good. Uh, that, that, that's exactly what my wife would yeah. say. Women's yeah. Bible studies are. I don't really go through a lot okay. of women's Bible studies. It's hard. For I've, me to say. I've heard that complaint from people before. Yeah. That like there's a lot of stuff that's like women focused, and it's like women the same, equals emotions. It's the same kind of like chicken soup for the soul kind of stuff that like you don't actually really need to be Christian to get. <laughs> Like, All right, so so that can happen, yeah. Yeah, we um, we, yeah, we we don't need to. We're, like, my thing is that we're not trying to critique necessarily, except we're trying to say that God God did not decree the things that He decreed, yeah, with the feelings of 2019 culture in mind, um, or you know, in general, uh, God. I don't know that He didn't. Uh, well, I've, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, about, I, I, I didn't mean it the way it came out, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Zach. Sorry. Go well, ahead. yeah. I mean, like if his word is to be eternal and lasting forever, I think it does. I think it is speaking to today. I think it speaks to today just as much as it spoke to back when it was put on paper. But, yeah. I wasn't but, trying to say it, like, but you're right that the cultural context needs to be um, explained and um, context matters. Yeah. And so I think like, we just don't, we don't do enough like studying or <laughs> like, um, Aaron said when he was on the podcast, like we just need good, solid biblical exegesis in the church. Yeah. Right. So we're teaching people surface level things and we're resulting in like shallowness. Right. Yeah. And so it's, I guess it's no wonder that people get a God in their head. That's different than the one of the Bible. What do we need to do, Bob? Dig a little deeper. Come on and give me a shovel. Yeah, give me a shovel. All right. So. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, so. uh, (laughs) That leads into our next question. Yeah. What do we need to be doing, Zach? Oh, well, like, let's, before we get into our next question, Marty Sampson, same kind of thing. He says that his, um. His beliefs and his faith faith have just always been based on emotions, and maybe that was like bad. Maybe, and that kind of go- I'm saying <laughs> that that's what he's saying. That's not what we're yes. saying. Yeah. But um, that kind of leads back to what your point was: is that maybe we are given a shallow right. understanding of the scripture. Yeah, if you go, go back and listen to our um, Old Testament episode that we did recently. Yeah. Um, Brent Strawn, who wrote the old Testament is dying. He compared it to a dying language said, nobody's speaking these things anymore. So it's being forgotten slowly and being replaced with something else. Just like what happens to languages when they, you know, get dominated by another language or they get turned into like a Creole of themselves mixed with like something else. Interesting. yeah, so I he argues that for the Old Testament, and I think that that is a good observation. But I also think that uh, you can make that argument about the whole of Scripture, honestly. Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, not even just the Old Testament. I think that we are giving people shallowness in a lot of ways, and I think that, yeah, you might want to walk away from that not really knowing. <laughs> well, uh, Bob, like... Uh, what's that expression? You, you, uh, you gain more, you, you get more bees with uh, honey than you do with vinegar. And now, so and I'm not trying to say that, uh, every new person that comes into the church wouldn't feel rebuffed if they walked in and they said, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. If you don't listen to exactly what I say, yeah. uh, maybe somebody's going to be apprehensive towards that. 
Sure, but 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 maybe there's a middle ground also that we don't <laughs> have to go to the other ground. extreme I of think... of God loves you, God loves everybody. Yeah. He, get a get your golden ticket, you get your get out of hell card, and be on with the rest of your life and never <laughs> never yeah. look at it again. Both I, are I, both are shallow, and yeah. both are not the full gospel. That is true, and so absolutely, I like what um, Zach's uh, professor friend said. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he sent me a video <laughs> f- friend from uh, Asbury uh-huh. who said um, it's you should always accept God accepts you for who you are. So when you come into the church, definitely be accepting of people the way that they are. Yeah. But one of the things that God tells us to do is encourage people to move closer to him every single day. Yep. Yeah. And part of being a Christian is to continue to, again, dig a little deeper. And do so, you really love someone if you're just going to let them just leave them the way they are? Like if I, yeah. and just like a relationship or a friendship, like if I, if I started being best friends with somebody and I found out that they were like a heroin addict, I wouldn't say to myself, you know what? I better just leave that alone. I just want to tell him every day that he's such a great guy. And yeah. if I love him, if I care about him, I'm going to say, you know, man, come on, put the needle down, pick up the Xbox controller and let's get it. Let's get addicted to this game right now. <laughs> no, it's good. no. Uh, but so, so we got to, we got to really examine uh, our role in yeah. this, yeah. don't you? Say, don't you think, Zach? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, in our role in in things that are going on and people wanting to leave the church, how can we do a better job so that we don't get to that point where people want to just say they've had enough? I mean, I think that. Um, a lot of what we've been talking about, about being rooted in scripture is a huge part of it, right? Yeah. So like the whole theme of our podcast, right, is Psalm 92 yep. being planted in the house of the Lord. So having those roots that run deep and um, are nourished by what God has to offer. Um, I think that's something that's not as easily shaken as basing it on something like emotions that can be changed or that, or like a belief that you can like not have one day, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Like, um, well, like it's, it's been said and it is said and it is true that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. Right. And, sure. and so, uh, and there's plenty of songs, precious cornerstone, that whole thing. But once you connect with Jesus Christ, he yeah. is the cornerstone of that, foundation of christianity but at the same time he is the first brick that is laid upon which the entire building of christianity is yeah. and so you can't just stop at the cornerstone what kind of building is that now i'm not saying that that isn't a huge important part of the building but um when you get into a state where you're just like i like jesus he's a cool guy and i like love and i like being happy yeah. and friendly and i like doing stuff for other people and that's enough that that's enough of christianity for me uh, to me, that that is setting up a person to later not be able to reconcile a lot of the things that they hear, and they become compartmentalized mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. So how do we teach them? We have to encourage them to dive into that word and really yeah. find out why Jesus came and w- what was the yeah. purpose of all. Encourage of that. growth and encourage like an understanding of who God is as revealed through Scripture, yeah. and that leads you to a more full picture of the gospel, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So many times in the Proverbs too, and I have a few of these up, um, it talks about like how learning is super important because of like the guidance that you get. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom and knowledge are different in the scripture, but uh, in in a lot of a lot of parts of Proverbs, like Proverbs one five says, "Let the wise hear and increase in learning, yeah. and the one who understands obtain guidance." So, yeah. what happens if you just stop and you say, "This is all I really need to know about Christianity," and then later on you get into a bad part in your life, you don't have that kind of guidance that's necessary. Or in um, Proverbs eighteen, it says. Proverbs 18, 15, it says, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So knowledge being what I would call like, like understanding about the world, but at the same time, that always should lead you right back to the scripture. And yeah. so like, I, I mean, and I understand this is kind of a, uh, cr- like a very obvious Christian statement, but a lot of people don't think this way. I don't think even Christians is that every answer to almost like I mean I'm not going to even say almost every answer to every problem is right there in the Bible in my opinion <laughs> I really do believe that and so like I mean obviously weird things like where am I going to get batteries for a iPhone 10 oh it doesn't have any batteries so well I'm out of luck <laughs> like that's not you, you put it in the microwave to charge it <laughs> <Yeah>. oh no <laughs> that's what Bob would say. <laughs> Bob is not a fan of Apple, everybody who's listening. Yeah. And so, uh, no, like, but, but seriously, like, um, that is a big first step, right? Like getting the foundation of understanding about what the scripture, like you said, exegesis of the scripture. Yeah. I mean, that's a fancy term, but it really just means diving in and trying to find out what it means to us. Absolutely. Yeah. A deep understanding of the, of the script. And not, not just dumping, uh, not just jumping right to um, the application. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was dumping. Not just dumping the scripture out because. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. That. Yeah. I like um, no. So like one of the things that seminary classes has taught me to do is to really examine and listen to scripture and not just say, after looking at it for five seconds going, well, this is how I apply it. Yeah. You, don't, you just don't, yeah. you don't know right away. <laughs> and so, right. And you so need to consider some things. <laughs> well, like another thing too, and, and, and this is maybe not like, I'm not trying to sound negative here, but there are probably a lot of possible leaders and possible Christians out there yeah. who might read some scripture and, and before they've like committed to being a Christian and go, I don't like this. But had they not ever done that, they might not have, spent 10 years of their life in like church or something like that. Yeah. It's like now that they're hearing the scripture used in a certain context, they don't like it. Yeah. It's like, but did you read it when you got to church? Right. But <laughs> the difficulty we're running into though, is that we're, is that we have a culture and yes, I, yeah. I, I would, I would even say the Christian culture is very much in line with the rest of the Western culture in many ways yeah, of desiring, is. of desiring sound bites, desiring one, uh, you know, yeah. single, single phrase applications. Look it to, up to, on the to, internet. Good luck to, 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 getting a sound bite out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you, but you know what I'm trying to say that, that, that yeah. single one liner that you can just then just kind of throw out there as a right. nugget of knowledge, right. as right. opposed to digging deep and fully understanding what the scripture is really trying to say. Yeah. Okay. So, so w- let's move on and talk about, I, uh, I keep saying yeah. that like, yeah. Oh, they need to do this more. What do we as Christians need to do more? Uh, right, right. We need to facilitate that better to them, help sure. them. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Like we need to, yeah. um, we need to teach it. And I think that teaching is not just a thing that you do like in Bible study when you're like in that classroom setting. Yeah. But I think it's a, um, I think it's a life thing that you do as you do life with people. Absolutely. Colin, I actually think you do this pretty well. 
uh, because when people come to you and they say like, Oh, I got this problem or I have that. Um, I, you know, they just like vent about work or life or something like that. You're always very quick to say like, I'm going to pray for you and stuff. And I don't feel, I feel like you were able to do that without just saying like, don't worry, God will fix it because it's like, it's not always that easy. Right. And you know, you and I both know this from it, experience. It, 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 it's, it's very sincere. When Colin says it, it's very sincere. Not everyone who says, oh, I'll pray for you, says it in a sincere, yeah. believable way. You guys but, are but, being but, real nice. No, no. It, it's, I appreciate that. But no, it, but it, it's truth, though, nonetheless. It, what it, I'm saying is that you yeah. are very sincere about that and are able to yeah. apply biblical um, context to, to life situations. Yeah, what I'm saying is like I'm not left with the impression that Colin is just brushing me off. Exactly. You, you are there to pray, but then you're also there as a friend and as like guidance and encouragement in the meantime. I think it's tough. I think it's tough for like, sometimes it's tough for introverted people to like assume that role. And I think God, God calls us Mm -hmm. all to those roles as, as he gives us those gifts. But, um, but uh, you know, and, and I, I would say the same about you, but I appreciate you guys, uh, saying that, but, um, I think I think one of the things, like you said, is is to be a good uh, be there for that person. So yeah. why is it? Um, and this is something we see. Why is it that once somebody steps down, somebody says, "I'm losing my faith. I'm done with church." Why do we just treat them like a like a yeah. leper? Yeah. At right. that point, why aren't we going there and saying, we might be reading that uh, that passage in Matthew? But <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. Well, I, I I honestly think it's because so often in the church we. Str- we, as the church culture within the West, struggle with doubt. We don't like doubt existing within mm, the church, don't, and we don't, shut it down. Anytime don't be it a comes mirror up. to my to me. Like don't don't reveal <laughs> in me the things I struggle right. with. Joshua yeah. Harris has the same problems that all of us. <laughs> yeah, and we so want to see that around. And, 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 and so, yeah. because we don't handle doubt, because we ignore it and we put up a front and we dismiss doubt, we don't give people who are struggling with their faith an avenue to be honest and yeah. and. and yeah. As a whole, there are obviously pockets. I think I, I mean biasly would say that we do a pretty good job of it as 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 fellow guys. But yeah. uh, but there we, you you see the stereotype in the church for a reason. It's because there's so much of it that does in fact follow the stereotype. So what I mean, yeah. what I guess what I'm asking is, what would it look like if somebody says to us like, "This is this whole church is a bunch of hypocrites," like. We uh so I'm I want to take responsibility and say that there are Christians out there that may be the direct cause of people leaving the church. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. So, so we, uh, so in this scenario that I'm creating, we are pushing somebody out of the church by either exclusion, by maybe not getting with them on a personal level and going through the scripture in a, in a applicable way, and 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 so then they're like, whatever, I'm done, right? And then we just say, fine, if you're done, then I'm not going to talk to you ever yeah, again. Yeah. And so one thing I think we could do much better, which me and Zach talked about before, is to uh, uh, not only not only just like stay in touch, but really like find ways to engage with that person and say, yeah, let me just tell you that when everybody else was pushing you out, God was still there for you. I'm still here for you. I'm cool hanging out with you as yeah. a friend and I want to help represent Christianity better and maybe you'll come back. Yeah. I like, can just see how that works. And and if you don't, I still love you. And if you don't, I still it's love not, you. Yeah. It's not a conditional kind of thing. It's kind of like right. when you cancel your uh, cell phone subscription and uh, they say, <laughs> no, please don't. And you say, no, I'm canceling. Give me the confirmation number. And they go, 
my manager wants to talk to you. <laughs> and then the manager goes, listen, we appreciate your service and, uh, you know, the service you've uh, had. And uh, we just hope that you come back. And then they like say whatever. And then they never try and get you again. Here's what a Christian should do. Here's what a Christian should do. They should say, what are you doing for dinner tonight? Let's hang out. I want to find out what's going on with you. And even though you're not part of the church anymore, I want to pray for you. And I want to let you know that I care about you. And I want to. I want God to be connected with you, even if you don't want to be connected to Him. Let's go to a I'll, restaurant where we can get Chinese pizza, garlic bread, and chicken strips, all and there. mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. mashed potatoes. Mm. So what you're saying is that is that our relationships are not are not founded on the religious social club we're part of. Absolutely not. It's yeah. it's it's about and again, it's it's very very much. I believe a representation. We're trying to represent God. And God is not an exclusionary person. God is not a, a one and done kind of guy. God pursues us our entire lives. Yeah. And so how can we be the judge and jury of his pursuit of people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's that's just another thing. Right. He truly desires us and desires all of us. Like so, our like our whole being, right? Absolutely. So like yeah, God may be doing a work in this person who's stepped away from the church. God's probably calling them back, but he's also calling me, you know, back to closer relationship with him. He's calling me to give over more of myself. You know, it's a continual process. Absolutely. We all need grace just the same. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, uh, you know, the the idea of somebody like both the guys we mentioned, uh, both Marty Sampson and Joshua Harris, I imagine that there is a big social media following that is like good riddance. You were never a Christian anyway. And the first, my first reaction might that be is that. So harmful. That is so hurtful. It is. It is yeah. because you're basically affirming everything you had doubts about. But knowing what we know about social media, it's probably like some of the kinder things we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, so the tough part is that um, these guys right now are going to face both a hatred and backlash from the Christian community and acceptance from the non-Christian community. Yeah. Good for you. So, yeah. so what's <laughs> that, that? Yeah. The good for you mentality that comes from those groups. Yeah. And so if we can mirror kind of parallel to some of the people that might be stepping out of a church in your local area, the best advice I think we could give you is to look in that scripture about ways to encourage people to connect with them. Start from scratch if you have to. Like go to the person and say, all right, this relationship, this friendship I've had with you for years, we're going back to square one. Still love you, buddy. We're all broken. We're all in need of Christ. So just remember that as you you communicate with others. Boom. Yep, yep. All right, guys. What do you think? Good ep. Good stuff. Good ep. Yeah. If you liked this good ep, check out our other good eps. (laughs) (laughs) On your good apps. (laughs) On your good apps. Give us some ratings. Let people know about us however you can on on Facebook. It just takes like one click most of the time. Just a like or a couple of stars. If you want Bob to be a permanent member of every episode of the podcast, you should comment Bob now on any social media outlet. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> B.O.B. That's all you need to type in. And if we get 100 Bobs across all social media outlets, then Bob will be committed from this day forward to never skip an episode again. R slash Bob will make him his own subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the House Lights podcast and the only subreddit will be just Bob. Yeah. <laughs> no need to talk about anything else 
Wow. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, be sociable with us, shower us in stars and comments. Let us know what you thought about this episode and we will see you all next week. Have a blessed time and yeah, bless you. See ya. Bye.